Welcome to Nightmare on South Albany Street. Hello, hello. Uh, I'm your host, Josh Bisso. Uh, I'm joined here with Jordan. A co-host, Jordan. A co-host, is. and my other co-host, Brett. Hi, I'm Brett. <laughs> uh, so, for my spooky fans out there, we're going to be... Uh, basically this podcast we talk about 80s slasher b movies anything about them some stereotypey stuff production value stuff so it's gonna be interesting but yeah so yeah here we well go. with every episode you know because we've gotten ordered for around 30 episodes this yeah, season we have a, uh, a contract with M- mm-hmm. and uh nbc yes uh the goal yeah, is to cover this sub possibly sub-sub genre of horror films, a decade that people currently are very fascinated with based 80s. off the 80s, based off of uh, the success of The Stranger Things and a lot Stranger of, Things. And a lot of uh, cliched motifs people like. And I think what's interesting is uh, each episode we'll be talking about a different movie and why it works, why it doesn't work. And in the grand scheme of film history, does it maintain a unique quality or is it kind of just should it be thrown in the wind yeah so with that being said yes our first movie t- to be discussed <laughs> one of the best one of the best i may say yes is what is sleep away camp please sleep away camp directed by robert hiltzik in 1983 yeah. sleep away camp jordan's uh, I, our jordan's our uh expert on yes. the uh, he, he's factions. where we fact check yes. everything <laughs> Um, I guess I could give a brief background. Well, the yeah. movie essentially a brief synopsis is it's Hold about. On. Oh, okay. So first off, we, me and Brett, were newly introduced to this movie yes. a couple of weeks ago. Yes. So yes. he, Jordan, is the one who introduced us to Sleepaway Camp. Yes. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he is the, uh, um, godfather of the knowledge. Yes. Well, because the I discovered this movie because I personally became fascinated with the slasher genre after becoming interested in the horror genre because I was looking for movies that would emotionally impact me in some way and the easiest way was movies that scared me. And when I found this kind of sub-genre of horror films, these slasher movies, I found them interesting because even the bad ones tend to stick with you in some way. They have some sort of unique quality. And I remember watching Friday the 13th because it was a very famous movie and I hated it. And I thought it was bad and boring and uh, not very interesting. And I was really bummed because I loved a lot of slasher movies I had seen up to that point. I guess you may not consider it a slasher, but something like Reanimator. Um, even something like The Thing could maybe be considered a slasher. Uh, you know, you have a lot of different types of movies you can talk about. Death Spa, Blood Rage. That's Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street. Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street is a That's a, that's a good one. <laughs> it's a bop. Great opening. Um, and bop. so... I had seen a lot of popular films, and I said, okay, I really like this idea of a horror movie set at a sleepaway camp, because, I don't know, have you guys been to sleepaway camps? I've never, I've never, yeah, I haven't either, and and it's just something that I never grew up, like, I've always seen it, like, I don't know about you guys, but always seen it with, like, films. Yes, no, absolutely, and something to go off of that is I've been to a sort of sleepaway camp, but what personally, um, 
attracts me about Sleepaway Camp is how it's been portrayed in film, something like The Parent Trap, mm-hmm. a lot of us watched mm-hmm. when we were younger and loved. And so the idea of putting a horror movie at a place that, to me, seems so innocent and full of life uh, was pretty fascinating. And so when I watched Friday the 13th and saw, it's not really, I mean, it takes place at Sleepaway Camp, but it's without the campers there, and it's it's very devoid of life and characters, like film characters, in my opinion. Uh, I decided to look to see if there were any others, and I found one called Sleepaway Camp by looking up Sleepaway Camp horror movies, and I got it on Blu-ray, just kind of out of the blue. Surprises on Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah no, that's... Yeah, no, and so I got it without even knowing anything about it, and I watched it, and I quickly realized it's probably one of the best B-movies I've ever seen. It is the best. It is, it is one of, if not the best. It's probably my favorite. I don't know if it's the best technically or anything, but definitely... Yeah, baby. That's true. It's got some great one-liners. Oh yes, and props. And if props. I do say so myself. You know, you got mm-hmm, your mm-hmm. practical effects. You got your character. Well, we'll get into that. But I guess that's how I was introduced to it. I showed all my friends. I showed you guys. You guys watched it and quite enjoyed it. So, with that being said, I'll briefly describe the synopsis because I hope we're not, you know, going too too long. So I'll say the movie is about a young girl named Angela who is in her teens, and in her past, her father and brother were killed in a boating accident. She was there but survived. And she's now grown up living with her cousin and aunt. Her aunt is a little kooky, as we see from one of the opening scenes, and they're sent to sleepaway camp. As she's at sleepaway camp, she's a very quiet girl. She gets bullied, and the people who end up bullying her get killed off throughout the movie. And it's a whodunit. We don't know who it is. It's similar to the Friday the 13th, where the killer is in a first-person point of view, and we don't find out until the end. And uh, premise-wise, it's very simple, but um, I think as a movie, uh, as a whole, in terms of the characters, the performances, the way they shoot it, the way they reveal information, the twist, the double twist, all this stuff, I think is pretty fascinating. Uh, so it's a movie I quite love. And I, I want to start off by asking you guys what well, we'll get to the ending. That's obviously everybody's favorite part of the <laughs> we movie. We can't spoil it. Yeah, can't yeah. spoil it. No spoilers. Um, yeah, yeah, no. But what to you guys stuck out the most is your favorite part of the film? I would say probably. I, I don't even know what my favorite part would be. It's a hard movie because I like generally. I like the whole thing. The plot twist. I would say by far towards the end. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, we kind of. I mean. I feel like Brett more so kind of knew it was coming. Yeah, you could and you could co- again you could with come. The, I think actually before we even describe this ending too much, we should probably just go through the film really quick yeah. and and describe the moments so that we can talk about what worked and what didn't. And from yeah. the opening, in my opinion, I like that. I know a lot of people may think it's boring, but the way it opens is that we do long panning shots of an empty summer camp in the fall, and we end on a shot where it's called Camp Arawak. Uh, closed, and so it's a cl- it's a camp that's been closed. But over these shots, we hear the sounds of children playing, even though we see nothing. And so for me, that builds some sort of atmosphere and mood and mm-hmm. and stuff that I find creative compared to a lot of, you know, the movies at the time because these slasher movies came off the heels of Friday the Thirteenth and their success. And Friday the Thirteenth came off the heels of Halloween in nineteen seventy nine, and you know, Friday the Thirteenth is a bad movie and was made for cheap and. A lot of people thought, oh, I could make a bad movie for cheap and get a lot of money. And this movie isn't great, but it does some unique things. And from then on, we get introduced to these characters, as we said. Boating accident, um, girl grows up, and she goes to camp with her cousin. And uh, we get introduced to all these performers and these actors and stuff, and they're not great, but they're always interesting. And all the conflicts 
um, they're having is interesting. And I think, and I'm curious what you guys think, the reason that they're interesting is because, you know, they're at a summer camp and they, even though they're not acting great, the kids, their interactions together at the summer camp feel very natural. You know, the way they talk to each other, the way they act, mm-hmm. I think does feel like how kids would talk. And it's just, yeah. it did seem very time-based too. Like you could tell, like even the outfits and the way they acted, yeah. I feel like was very like... Well, and also I think, you know, even though some of the practical effects and maybe acting take you out of the scene or, or like the just the whole overall movie of how real it is, yeah. the, the just the, the smaller scenes embedded within the film make you, you know, engaged with those particular things. Like I know there's certain scenes with Angela being harassed by like these bullies and just because she's a shy character. And, you know, that's something that, you know, I'm sure people who are maybe a little bit more quiet or anxious, you know, can connect to because, mm. you know, th- they're being portrayed in a film yeah. as, as, as Angela is. And then having, you know, dealing with those bullies and whatnot. And then even other scenes with uh, how then Angela's, well, brother, cousin, whatever you yeah, like cousin. to call uh, yeah. Ricky, and um, and how he, you know, protects her and stuff. Yeah. So I think they're just all very relatable characters mm-hmm. that you can connect with, even though that the performances might not be stellar. Yeah, and that's why what you touched on is why I like this movie so much more than Friday the 13th is because, you know, the slasher sub- subgenre was definitely full of, like, you know, shock over any sort of character or motivation or, or or story and what I like about this movie is even though the characters aren't super layered or interesting they're very uh, what's the word they're very just um, they're relatable as you said and they feel like people that we've seen or talked to or uh, you know just encountered in some form or another and I don't know I just very much appreciate that the movie pays attention to some sort of characterization as opposed to just going for cheap. Yeah, and everything effects. was interesting, too. Yeah. Because, like, to, to go off, but, like, a little bit, Death Spa was just super... Yes, oh, I guess Death we could Spa, talk briefly Just about a little Death bit, Spa. but that was just, like, a movie Yeah. that was just super, like, yeah. here we go again. But what's funny... Sleepaway Camp, I don't know, everything just felt exciting. Yes, it's never boring. It's, and, and just, like, the sleep, like the sleepaway camp aspect, too. It's just a fun... Yeah. Yeah, and like, I think also the fact of, like, a whodunit is always yeah. just... Even the crappiest whodunits yes. still have some sort of engaging factor because you're just, like, who... Like, literally, who's, who's done it? <laughs> who done it? Where it's, like, with Death Spy, you're just... Yeah. I mean... It's, you it kind of know. It's, it's in the name, too. It's kind of a whodunit, but, like, just, yeah. like... But the, it's, like, in the name, so, it, like... It's really it's, just... Uh, you assume... With, yeah. and it just keeps happening yeah with with any film i think it's a collect well see that's the thing though let i to briefly discuss what despa is despa is another slasher movie from the 80s about a essentially killer robotic spa but it's not being a, it's not the robotic spa isn't the killer spoilers it's a woman a who's go- a ghost, ghost. who yeah. married Which it's very complicated she, was, it was the it was the wife of the owner the owner yeah yeah, yeah whatever who cares anyway <laughs> the point is that that movie, why doesn't something like that work but this does? And I think it's all the things you guys said. It's the relatability of the characters. It's the warm kind of environment where even though these horrific things are happening, we're kind of, the way it's shot, it's a little flat, but at the same time, the remaster on the Blu-ray is pretty beautiful. It brings out a lot of color and it's very nice looking. Um, the characters are engaging, but in something like Death Spot, everyone's so dry and dull. And even though it's this like nice synth score and this cool location. It's just the same set too. Yeah, it looks mm-hmm. like the Saved by the Bell set. And so 
when we go to something like this, it's on location, it's with these bright colors, and then it's with these dark, creepy colors, and it's these locations we all recognize and feel for, and like you said, and I don't know, I just appreciate, like you said, the costumes are really fun, and we also have to look at it from the fact that we are from the late, or not late, but the the 2010s, and we're looking back on an 80s film with some sort of nostalgia, but at the same time, not like fetishizing that nostalgia and saying, yeah. oh, that's the only reason why it's good. No, like, it's charming in some aspects, but there are also really good things to appreciate about yeah. the film. And it breaks a lot of the norms of 80, what people like to think the yes. 80s, especially with the score, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, I was just looking at the score before this, and literally, I don't think it was synthy at all. It was all like live recorded, cause like almost what, like a cartoon, yeah. Like the horns like, I'll and play, different stuff. I'll play a yeah, little play snippet. Some. Um, hold on, let me whip it up. Here we go. It's gonna take a little while to kick in. <laughs> kick in. <clears throat> but yeah, it's just like strings and recorded. There's no mm. synthetics. Yeah. It almost feels like a film from like the mid '60s, late '60s, and yeah. then like those types of like black and white like dramas or thriller films. Like uh, I don't want to disrespect any famous films because a lot of composers are much more talented. But you know, <laughs> like uh, John Williams. John, it's not like John Williams. No, I said more talent. <laughs> oh, that's fair. Okay, uh, and then. Yeah, like there's just so much stuff to the film. It's engaging, it's yeah. interesting. And as the plot develops, you know, people get killed off. And when people get killed off, there are some bad practical effects. But the first person to get killed off is a is a cook who was harassing uh, uh, Angela. <laughs> who was very weird. Yeah, very weird. Yeah. Pedof- pedophile. Okay, like. and that's, okay. And let's talk I don't know about if that. that was built in or if <laughs> no, that no, was. No, no, no. That was, okay. That's where we get to the, almost the issues of the movie. Where a have, lot of it is, yeah, yeah. You gonna say? Where it's like so. there are some very dated qualities about the movie. Some parts that'll probably make people feel very uncomfortable. Um, even the ending, which we'll get to, uh, some people have had complaints about, and you know, you could say rightfully so. And with this part, you know, we get introduced to the camp, and one of the first characters at the camp we meet is the cook who is eyeing the campers like sexually and it's very gross very creepy it's disgusting it's, yeah. and it's it's a part of the movie that i personally am not a huge fan of yeah. because i think it like it makes it, it it like a movie can be sleazy but at the same time not like overtly sleazy and yeah. like almost like just like to the point of like what's the point of this mm-hmm. and that's what kind of it feels like where it feels almost exploitational and kind of gross and not fun anymore like you're trying to have fun you're trying to be horrified by the kills or the scares or whatever but you're not you know i you we don't kind of come to watch these movies for those aspects yeah. of it especially in today's time too because if, yeah. if this film oh like, no this film today, would not be made today yeah, yeah. it's um, just especially the time too just like absolutely i feel like that at that time it would be more not acceptable but just like more of a thing it's just like people didn't like think about it think about it as much and and Mm -hmm. it's you know it's good that we do now and and that's the thing when people watch these movies a lot of them say like oh they're all these fucked up qualities like i don't want to watch anymore and like that's fair but also at the same time i feel like if you're a filmmaker or someone who appreciates movies you can say these were the issues with it and if i'm going to make films like it because i like these certain aspects i'm just going to take the aspects i didn't like out Mm -hmm. and try to make it better you know i don't know and then uh yeah so we pretty much covered like a lot of the stuff we really liked and and as the movie progresses when the cook gets killed you know there are these great practical effects of like bubbles on his skin because he gets yeah. some hot boiling water boiling. Like, ah! yeah 
It's excellent. Mm-hmm. See, that's another thing. It's a good and bad scene because it's a great practical effect, but the sound is so overwhelming and comical yeah. that it's like you're yeah. constantly being creeped out but laughing at the same time. And I think that th- happens through a lot of some of the death scenes. It's yeah. just that, like, because the practical effects aren't maybe the best, yeah. you just you, you can kind of laugh at some of them, which, you know, again, if you're into that like yeah. Yeah. We, we found it funny yeah, and, yeah especially and so we enjoy it, it, it added to the enjoyment yeah. honestly and it's it's fun to watch as a group too because yes. like yes yes, yeah. yes, yes i yes, feel yes, like yes. if you're alone just watching this it wouldn't times. be because we were all like in a pretty large group and we're yes. just like yeah. laughing and just like i've i've seen it multiple times i've seen it once by myself the first time and i enjoyed it because i'm a fan of this type of movie this yeah. charming silly um over the top and at times actually genuinely creepy horror movie, but it's so much fun with friends because all the parts that are slow or feel boring, like you can kind of just like hang out with your friends and enjoy the scenery or like the costumes. You know, we were joking about how short the shorts got. Like it almost (laughs) seemed like they got shorter each scene, you know, stuff like that. And I don't know, there's just some very great aspects about it. And then like the thing I loved about it is when things got really interesting to me when I watched by myself, it seemed to get interesting to you guys and no one was really talking. Everyone was like, whoa, like this, we're all paying attention. We're all into this. And so, yeah, I think like there are technical issues about the movie. Obviously there's some pacing issues, you know, general like editing stuff that feels dated. Um, And then, you know, stuff that's dated just about like the, you know, I guess just like certain qualities about certain characters, which is, you know, a little gross. Um, you know, it, it's not that like you can't have a pedophile character in a movie. It's it's just that if you make it feel cheap, it it really makes it gross because of the people like affected by that stuff in real life. And it just yeah. feels like uh, like you're just doing this as a cheap way to creep an audience out. You're not doing this with any sort of care. No. Um and then there are some great moments. There's a cop with a really fake mustache. <laughs> no, he had a real mustache <laughs> in real the mustache. beginning. Yeah. But then they have at the end that he doesn't his crooked have. fake mustache that That's, didn't match his hair. That's excellent. That and was probably the best shot. Perfect. That was one of the best. And and then, you know, people keep getting killed and, and there's suspicions between the characters. There's drama. There's tension. We actually care about what's happening. Yeah. Because um, towards the end, you get more like... Cause even oh, wait. even though there was a couple death scenes, yes, yes. it w- it never felt too much. No, it yeah. it was spread out throughout, and it was filled with character stuff. It wasn't yeah. filler. And in between each kill, like there was enough. Yeah, like, it was never boring, really. And they always kind of played off like maybe it's someone else. Yes, that's yeah. that's another great thing, especially and, with the uh, whatever leader camp leader. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Um, like he played some role. Uh, and and a main element of the movie is when Angela starts to open up. Uh, to a kid named Paul. There's like a young romance blooming. Um, and we wonder throughout the movie why she's so quiet and we find out towards the end. But leading up to that, when we finally kind of get that moment of her like connecting with someone, you feel for her, you're like happy. Even though it's silly, you're you're really happy for it. And then as people keep getting killed, the camp, the person who runs the camp tries to kind of hide it play it off as accidents because he is assuming it's accidents and he doesn't want to get shut down. Mm-hmm. But then when enough like around three people are dead that's when he starts to accuse ricky uh who has been protecting angela the whole time and so he says oh if he's been protecting him he must be the one killing these people even though he's like a 13 year old um and i just think that was a what did you think about that turn in the movie i mean i i think that was you know a good like it it diverts from angela because i think maybe at that point people might have 
been suspecting that it was Angela. Right. And yeah. um, especially you and me, Brad. We yeah, were... and like I mean, we didn't I, know I just, fully yeah, what was I, gonna happen. I kind of just had assumed from like idea. context that it was gonna be her, and like with her, you know, traumatic uh, childhood. Yeah. So I, I really thought that it was gonna be her, but then having that attention diverted to Ricky, you know, makes you question everything that you kind of thought beforehand. Mm-hmm. And then it, going that whole, going that down, ah, I can't speak, no, go going ahead. down that whole rabbit hole of, you know, investigating Ricky and, and figuring that out, it just really, you know, brings you to question. And it diverts so much. I'm curious what you guys think about this. There's a scene where the mean girl, like who's super mean to Angela named Judy gets killed. And her killer stands in the doorway, and you can clearly see that it's Ricky with a wig. <laughs> and you, you, you know, when everyone watched it, they're like, "Wait, oh, so Ricky's the killer?" Because this yeah. was twenty minutes before the end of the movie. Yeah. Now I have two theories about this. One is that because Ricky, spoilers, Ricky is not the killer. Yeah. Um, I mean, we already said it. We already but... said it. But one, either the director and the the crew lit it really poorly. And no, because that was the intention too. Because it was back, but yeah. But then, why would is it that they're secretly two killers, or is it just they're lazy and they forgot how to light a scene? Either they were lazy, yeah, or they, or I don't, because it could. The intentional side of it is that because Ricky's been protective the whole time, yeah. That you think, oh, it's Ricky, because like, stop beating on my little cousin, like I'm a whatever, yeah. But then again, when you come, like, if you don't, then they just probably got lazy, right. And couldn't maybe get the girl actor. Yeah, no, honestly. <laughs> and they're just like, Ricky looks close enough. Yeah, let's put a wig on him. And <laughs> and then, kind of as the movie keeps progressing, we find out the guy that she's connected with is really a sleazy dick. Yeah. And uh, he becomes another one of those bullies. And then we get into the kind of final aspect of the movie where it's revealed that Angela is the killer. And she has secretly not been... A girl she has been she her name was Peter I believe and it goes to a flashback of the aunt taking in Peter and saying well we already have a boy like now we need a girl she's like oh it's maybe too much yeah and yeah like, no this is like but you could be a girl. yeah no you and could be a girl. they're forcing uh her to transition into another gender so mm-hmm. you kind of understand oh the reason she's so quiet is is because she's been essentially yeah. psychologically abused through her whole life well and I think they even hint at that if I'm not mistaken, in the beginning when uh, the aunt and cousin, they take her in yes. and, the, and, and the aunt who's kooky yes. does say, she's like, oh, yeah, I, I really wish I had a, a girl or, yeah. or something like that. So it's like that, like yeah. right there, that moment yeah, that initially is. sparked, you know, because I just wanted to think, you know, really crazy. Like, yeah. oh, what if like yeah. she, Angela, is actually the the boy, the boy who is the brother. Because you could, you tell who, that. Who died. Yeah, you could tell in or the um, die, I guess. The and, accident that the the girl. Oh died. yeah, that it was yeah, the guy like, yeah, yeah. Survived. And that's another yeah. thing too that I think kind of makes you kind of question and like kind of suspect like, huh? Wait, I thought like the brother was the one who survived because you do see that you the know boy the technical aspects of that. The last question about it would be, well, where does this movie stand in the grand scheme of slasher movies in horror movies? The top. And, the top. And top of the board. I don't know if we've done it enough because we haven't talked for a huge amount of time. Where would you put this film? Oh, God. I mean, look, there are, you know, outside of the slasher subgenre, there are B-horror movies that, to me, are fantastic that transcend being B-movies and become 
amazing movies to me. Uh, movies like The Evil Dead would be considered a B movie of uh, that series, but they're excellent movies. Nightmare, well, Nightmare on Elm Street isn't. I guess you could consider it a B movie because it's a horror film, but but it, that's more that that's has more, more mainstream status. Yeah, yeah, a bigger budget. That's too, fair. Yes, so. um, this was a very independent film, and I guess movies like Blood Rage um, or like we said, Death Spa, stuff like that. Uh, even Reanimator, uh, even though that had somewhat of a budget. Um, you got those movies that we've mentioned before, and uh, I guess you could say that, where does it stack up? It stacks up the highest to me because it had the most interesting characters, and it fulfilled that liking I have of the summer camp aesthetic, the mm-hmm. idea of putting a horror film in something that's inherently innocent and uh, creepy, and or not creepy, excuse me, uh, really like loving and then making something creepy into yeah. it. And I like the character interactions. They were all natural. I like the cinematography because the colors really pop. I, yeah. The music is the music is interesting. Cool. <laughs> and even the name. Yeah, it's like, very blunt. Of, like Death Spa. <laughs> yeah. Killer Clown. Yeah. Like all these like sleepaway. sleepaway. Camp. It's like sleepaway camp. That's <laughs> it's like that's the it. least scariest name, At, which yeah. I think adds to it because it's not just like you're going into like oh I'm watching an '80s whatever. But yeah. Brett. As what at is, the top, where right? does it stand for you, Brett? Sleepaway Brett? Camp. Yeah. I, I would, yeah. Um, I mean, in terms of all those movies that we just listed, yeah. I'd I mean, say, obviously, like, we haven't seen all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Not so we couldn't. I mean, we couldn't the say four oh, we've seen. No, I've seen more than four. Well, well Jordan, we've, yeah, we've Jordan's seen them all because we're film of fanatics, course, you know? of course. But um, <laughs> I, I mean, I'd say that Sleepaway Camp stacks amongst those few. I mean, if we're talking about like. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, like I'd probably rank that above. Yes, but yes, again, 100%. bigger budget, yeah. maybe you know, not a, a big that was a film, more but impact. like a, you know, yeah. bigger film. So I I'd say I like that one. But in terms of the the B slashers that we've watched, uh, definitely Sleepaway Camp and and like over you know comparing it to Friday the Thirteenth, like that's a huge difference of like you know. Friday the 13th is really just trying to bang out kills every few minutes just because. Whereas, like, you know, this one has intent for a lot of the deaths, and I think that just, you know, makes it a better film. Yeah, and there have been other summer camp horror movies like The Burning and, uh, like we said, Friday the 13th. And, you know, to me, this just is more interesting because of the characters, like I've said. And, yeah, of course, movies like The Thing or Nightmare on Elm Street or Christine... Uh, Christine's good. Christine's yeah. great. There are these higher budget, really great filmmakers behind it making these types of movies that are, you know, your Evil Dead's movies that are super creative and interesting. Is and Carrie an 80s film? I think it's 78. 78. But that, that could also, you know, movies like that, like um, even like stuff that like wouldn't fall into a slasher genre but are like horror-esque, like mm-hmm. After Hours mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like there are plenty of movies that are, are great and better technically but if we're talking about b slasher movies from 1980 to 1989 uh that are really low budget and sleep away sleep away camp would probably rank among the best and it's unique and what's great is it was probably seen as terrible at the time but we look back on it because we find it charming we find it genuinely scary it's very tasteful got some it's great not lines. tasteful it's tasteful uh it's got some you have great to appreciate lines. it there, for what it is yes that's the thing. It's, you can't just go in and Well, be it's like, a movie that, look, when people watch movies fairly enough, they will say, you know, if there are these certain elements, I would prefer not to watch it. And that's okay. Um, I mean, not that it would matter whether I approved of it or not, You know, but you know what I'm saying. But I, mm-hmm. I really like this movie because it's it 
It's so unique. It stands out. And it's a movie that even though it's not that great, I think will be remembered for a really long time in the grand scheme of film history or maybe not by cinephiles, but maybe horror cinephiles, people who really appreciate the genre for what it does because it really taps into people's emotions. It allows them to be scared, control their fears and do various things and let themselves go, you know. And so I, I think I think it's very unique and I quite love it. So would you give it a thumbs up or thumbs down? I would give it a, a two big thumbs up. Too big? <laughs> two big thumbs up. Brett? I, I would give a it a couple thumbs, thumbs up. up as well. All right. So if you have time and you're with your friends, a nice night movie to watch. Oh, yes. Sleepaway Camp. Yes. Would be, I would highly recommend it for your next mm-hmm. friend. 1,000%. I would recommend it. Yeah, 1,000%. Go watch it. Have fun. Next week, hopefully we'll be talking about Death Spa. Yes. For in Another full. Gri- in full. We briefly mentioned it, but We briefly mentioned the things in, we hated about it, <laughs> yes. which doesn't make it seem that interesting, but there were a lot of awesome qualities about it, too. Yeah. So check out our opinions next week. Yes. And we'll join you next time here on Nightmare on South Albany Street. Ooh.